welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist Podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I want to talk all about dealing with the urge to binge. Now, something I really noticed with my podcast is that the topic of binge eating is something that is very, very popular. These episodes are often my most downloaded. So if you are enjoying the binge eating podcast and you would like more, do DM me on Instagram um, or send me an email, harriet.fru at gmail.com. Let me know. Um, or if you are a listener and you would like more of other topics that I haven't covered as much, also do let me know because I would like to be really responsive to you all. So thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Really, really appreciate you. So let's talk about dealing with the urge to binge. So I'm going to talk about nine different ways to help manage this urge. So let's think about how it feels when you have an urge to binge. So maybe you've had a really busy day, perhaps you come home from work and you have your sort of normal dinner, okay? Maybe you sit down with your family, maybe you're eating in front of the TV, you're kind of on catch up. Anyway, you fuel yourself, you have your dinner, but you finish your last mouthful and you just don't really feel satisfied. You want to eat more, you keep thinking about food, you go through to the kitchen, you open the cupboard, you're kind of looking in the cupboard, you're looking at the different things that you might be able to eat. Maybe you can see that packet of chocolate biscuits or something else that you have bought because you're trying to have this food neutrality, allow all the foods, all the good stuff that we talk about on this podcast. But this urge doesn't really go away. Okay, you're kind of scanning, looking for food, craving food. There's something, it's like an itch that cannot be scratched. And perhaps you don't even really quite know why you're doing this. What's going on? You just know that you want to immerse yourself in the food. Nothing else really matters at that point. You want to escape, to soothe, to have some oblivion maybe from your day. Or possibly you are still hungry. Okay, so let's have a and explore on how to deal with this urge to binge. Okay, so number one. So number one, I would say, is working to avoid this urge crisis point in the first place. Okay, now hear me out here, because I think often with an urge to binge, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. But actually, in reality, we have often unconsciously set ourselves up for a binge without even realizing it. So doing things like maybe not really eating enough during the day, and we may have not been consciously restricting, perhaps we've just been really busy and we haven't had the time for the self-care. So by the time we actually come in and have that evening meal or whatever, we haven't really fueled ourselves adequately and we are still understandably wanting more food. Maybe as well, we haven't really managed our stress and self-care very well in the day. And I know life is very, very busy. Sometimes it's not very practical to be able to have time out, to soothe yourself, to look after yourself, to have little moments of rest. So by the time you do finally stop in the evening, it can feel like food is so kind of linked up to your self-care, the one way that you can escape escape and seek oblivion in the fir- and all of those things. 
So binging is often the shortcut and maladaptive way to self-soothing, to kind of getting that food that perhaps we didn't eat earlier in the day. So I think if you can prevent yourself getting to crisis point in the first place, that is so much easier. Because I sometimes think once you have that really strong urge to binge, it's almost like you're on the edge of a cliff and you're about to jump off. And you're at that stage often where you can feel quite self-sabotage-y and you don't even really want to be stopped from binging because actually you've kind of made that decision already because you've almost gone past the point of no return. So the really helpful thing is not to get to the point of no return in the first place by doing all of those things like regular eating, having lots of self-care breaks, make sure you're eating enough, make sure that you are taking care of yourself, making sure as well that perhaps you are dealing with your emotions as you can. So you're not like this pressure cooker that has built up everything over the day and then is so vulnerable to binging. So I would say that's almost my number one favorite tip because I think it's so much easier not to binge if you haven't got yourself to the edge of the cliff in the first place. Whereas if all the things have been adding up and then you're on the edge of the cliff and you're wanting to binge, it's really hard to pull yourself back because you're at that point of no return. You're probably thinking, actually, I don't even want to be stopped from binging now. I just really want to do it. Okay, so that's my number one. Number two, take a deep breath and pause. Okay, I have to say, I think this is really, really challenging sometimes when we are at that point of really having a strong urge to binge. But if you can, if you can pause, pause even for a couple of minutes just to stop and check in with yourself that can be really really helpful because often binge eating is quite a dissociative experience we've often jumped into the behavior before we've even had chance to think about how hungry am i how am i feeling how are my energy levels <laughs> you know what's going on for me and actually just taking those few moments to pause can be so valuable and that leads me on to three, which is very linked to number two, and that's to change your environment. So maybe when you're taking that pause, get out of the kitchen, maybe go out in the garden if it's a nice time of year. It's getting pretty cold now in the UK. Maybe go into a different room, maybe go upstairs, maybe go and do something that is a bit distracting change your environment, get away from where all the food is, okay? Because I think if you've got a strong urge to binge and then you're standing in the kitchen, looking at the cupboard door, scanning your eyes over all the different foods that are available to you, it's quite hard to not be completely preoccupied with the thought of binging. If you do change your environment, maybe go outside, just do something that can distract yourself, take your mind away from the food for a few moments. It also gives you chance to check in with yourself and actually just to think about, you know, what's going on here? How am I feeling? Am I hungry? You know, what, how's my body doing? Just to really take a pause and reflect on everything. Okay, so number four, tune into your body and your physical and mental hunger. So I think often people end up binge eating, as I was saying earlier, perhaps they just haven't eaten enough in the day. So you may have your kind of normal dinner and then you may think, well, I've kind of eaten, I shouldn't still be hungry, but actually you are still hungry. 
So it's just really helpful to think, you know, am I still hungry? Tune into your body. And I think, you know, recovering from an eating disorder, it is a bit of a journey starting to get back in touch with your hunger signals. So how do you feel your hunger signals? Do you feel growling in your tummy? Or I know for me, I much more feel the hunger in my head. So if I'm still hungry, I'd probably feel kind of still a bit irritable, a bit distracted by food. Um, might have a bit of a hollow feeling actually in my tummy, but it's getting quite tuned into what are your specific hunger signals. So if you're still hungry, maybe you need to eat something more. And I think the really important thing is here is give yourself permission to eat something more. So if you're scanning the cupboard and thinking, what can I eat? You know, choose something that you're going to eat, put it on a plate, sit down, have some ceremony around it. Give yourself 100% permission to eat that food. And then it's much less likely to lead to a binge. Because I think what happens with a binge eating episode, it tends to be kind of out the cupboard door in secret really fast. You know, it's something that's all a bit kind of frenzied and we're very dissociated from. Whereas actually, if you're still hungry and you genuinely need more food, allow yourself, give yourself permission, sit down at the table, eat slowly and mindfully as much as you can and enjoy it, okay? Because maybe you just need to eat a bit more. Also as well, think about um, your mental hunger as well. Because you maybe you have fueled yourself adequately with good nutritious meal for your dinner, but actually maybe you are needing something that's really tasty and really satisfies that yum yum and for whatever reason your dinner didn't quite do that. So I think we need to really satisfy our mental hunger. So I know for me today, um, we had a chocolate caterpillar cake in the kitchen and I had that as part of my mid-morning snack. And that was absolute mental hunger, okay? It wasn't really so much kind of physical hunger, but um, you know, we'd had it sort of around yesterday and I saw it on the side and I thought, oh, I do really fancy that. And I didn't want to deprive myself, so I allowed myself to have a slice and it was delicious and all the good stuff. But it's really important that as well as honoring your health and doing your regular eating and stabilizing your blood sugar and all those fantastic things we talk about, you want to be honoring your mental hunger and allowing enough of that yum yum and satisfaction so you don't feel deprived. Okay, so maybe you're tuning into your body, you're trying to recognize if you're hungry or not. Maybe you realize actually I'm not really hungry. But number five is then, what is it then? If it's not hunger, what is it that you might need right now? What else is it? Is it that you are looking for comfort, that you're really needing some self-soothing? And if you are looking for comfort or some soothing, perhaps you need to think about how else you can achieve that. You know, perhaps you've had a really long day and you just really need to allow yourself to go and have a proper break, a nice lay down, maybe a cuddle up on the sofa with a blanket or something, maybe a bit of time watching your favorite TV program, something that you can do that's very comforting and soothing, maybe before you launch into doing whatever chores you feel that you've got to do during the evening. And maybe have a nice kind of cup of tea or something soothing, you know, as you're doing that. Also, maybe there is an emotional need, okay? And I think sometimes if we've had a really busy day, We've often been a bit in kind of fight flight or striving mode and it's quite challenging to sometimes cross the bridge to the self-soothing place which we very much need to go to kind of wind down to rest and for, for many of us because we're not very good at that self-soothing we often use food as the bridge 
to kind of get to that soothing place. And I think as well, many people kind of use alcohol as well or scrolling on their phone as other ways to do these things. But actually, these things aren't particularly soothing in themselves. So perhaps it's just really thinking about how else can I self-soothe and thinking as well about how am I feeling? You know, maybe I'm feeling lonely and actually what I really need to do is connect with somebody. Maybe I'm feeling anxious. Perhaps I just need to like slow down, reflect a little bit on the day and just kind of think about like maybe problem solve a little bit for tomorrow or just kind of give my brain a rest. Maybe you're sad or angry about something that happened during the day. And, you know, if you've got the headspace, maybe you just want to have a little reflect on that. Maybe you want to have a talk with someone you love about this. You know, maybe you want to journal. Maybe you just want to kind of, I know for me, sometimes if I'm just like washing up, I quite like to sometimes just have a bit of peace and quiet and just reflect on how things are going and just tune in with myself. And that can just be a quiet few moments just to really touch base with myself. Maybe you're feeling cross about something and perhaps you need to just go for a short walk around the block, um, you know, just to kind of move that emotion through your body, just to kind of reflect on it, um, just to touch base with yourself. So it's really helpful as well just to start to identify healthier coping strategies rather than always turning to food. And I think this is tricky because sometimes at first, nothing is going to be as good as food because food can give you such a fast release almost. But I guess it's realizing that, you know, food isn't always going to be the thing that actually solves the problem. And sometimes it can create more problems. You know, if we end up binge eating, we can feel really overly full and kind of guilty and stuffed and horrible, etc. When actually perhaps what you really needed rather than more food was just to have a really nice rest, to sit on the sofa, to cuddle up with your cat or something and just to have a bit of like chill out time. Um, another thing I find actually which is really good just for self-soothing is putting music on um, or sometimes a podcast. Sometimes I find by the end of the day I can't deal with podcasts and more information. My brain is too tired. But think about what works for you. What is it that helps you to get into a much more self-soothing place? Okay, Because I think we all need more self-soothing, more resting, etc. Okay, time for a short advertisement break. Have you had a lifelong struggle with your weight and gone down the gastric surgery route? Have you been caught in the diet cycle, losing and gaining the same weight repeatedly? Perhaps you pinned all of your hopes on the bariatric surgery, but only to realise that head hunger, food noise and emotional eating have returned along with the fear of weight regain. You are not alone on the Gastric Mindset podcast. Safi shares real life stories from people who have had weight loss surgery and she interviews experts to help you understand the deep rooted psychological and behavioural aspects that make it achievable to find long term weight loss success. Safi is eight years post op and a therapeutic practitioner who is passionate about making psychological support accessible to all. The Gastric Mindset podcast is out every Friday and can be found on all major podcast platforms. Number six surfing the urge to binge. So remind yourself that just because you have an urge to binge as well does not mean that you have to act on it and also an urge usually will rise and fall like a wave and with practice you can learn how to sit with this to ride out the urges and you know actually you will find that the urge will often diminish. Okay, and I think this can feel really hard to believe at the time because the urge feels incredibly powerful. But actually, you'll find, as with many things in life, um, 
the urge doesn't rise and rise and rise and rise. And one thing that's helped me think about this a bit recently is um, I know on the Huberman, Huberman Lab podcast, is that the right one? Um, he talks about kind of getting your brain to <laughs> help you climb over like mental walls in your mind, okay? And he was talking about um, using this technique if you want to experience a cold shower. And he was sort of saying like, you know, on one day, you might think, I just can't do a cold shower. And literally all you could manage is 20 seconds. So for you on that day, experiencing, you know, the cold shower, you might literally, like the mental wall that you need to get over might literally be to allow yourself to have 20 seconds. So this is, I'm not advocating cold showers to anyone here. <laughs> I'm just trying to use this as an example really of how we can use our minds to almost sit with discomfort and get over these mental walls. And he was saying on another day, you know, maybe you're feeling a bit more resilient and actually, you know, you might go in the shower for your 20 seconds of coldness, but then you feel like, oh, maybe I can do it a bit longer. So then you're in there for 40 seconds and then again you think, oh, this is getting too much, but then he would encourage you to try and push over that mental wall to almost kind of like see if you can get yourself through that next bit, um, you know, so you get like the added benefit in inverted commas of the cold shower. Anyway, I guess what I'm just trying to say here is that I think we can use this concept a bit with the urge to binge as well. So it's almost kind of realizing in a way like, yes, this is an urge. It feels it's very, very powerful that you want to act on it. You might feel particularly at the end of the day that your willpower to kind of fight the urge is really, really low. And I think that's so understandable. I think we're all really vulnerable to going to our turn to habits, particularly at the end of the day when we're tired and exhausted and emotionally spent. But I guess if you can almost view your urge to binge as this kind of mental wall that you want to try and get over and realize in a way that you will kind of get over the wall, you'll come out the other side and actually you will just feel that kind of sense of um, resilience and um, accomplishment actually that you have surfed that urge to binge and you've got over the other side. Now I think the really important caveat here is that if you are not fueling yourself adequately and you're genuinely hungry, what I'm not trying to encourage you to do here is to ignore your hunger because actually if your urge to binge is very much driven by hunger, it's not healthy to be kind of pushing yourself through another mental wall. And actually it's probably gonna end up with you having a massive great binge that's just delayed, okay? So I think the caveat with this is I would say like, you know, check in with your hunger first. If you're genuinely hungry, allow yourself to eat something more. But if you recognize that it's more from a soothing perspective, then actually just to like surf that urge, get over that mental wall is really, really helpful. Number seven, think about how you will feel after the binge. Now, I think again, challenging one, isn't it? I think when you're on the edge of the cliff about to jump, you're probably thinking, I just wanna binge now. You're feeling rebellious, you're feeling self-sabotage-y. It's quite hard to engage with how you're going to feel afterwards. But have a go with this. If you can engage and think a bit more longer term, rather than focusing on that present moment where you're probably just thinking, all I want is the food, I just want that kind of rush, that euphoria, etc. If you can actually think, how am I gonna feel in like 30 minutes if I binge now? And actually kind of really connect with that. And I know for me, actually, this was a technique that really helped me when I was trying to um, stop purging. 
because of I started to associate purging with really, really, really negative consequences. And then that really helped me to not go down that road because sometimes in my mind I just think, oh, I could just do it one time. But I knew that it would be such a slippery slope and it would open a door to absolute kind of chaos and self-destruction. So again, I think if you can engage with how you're going to feel after the binge, that can be really helpful. Number eight, give yourself lots of self-compassion, okay? So be kind to yourself. So recognize that if you're binging, it is a response to either physical deprivation or emotional stress, and it's a way of coping with um, uncomfortable emotions. It's a way of self-soothing. So be kind to yourself, okay? This is a coping strategy. You are not binging because you are some person that has no willpower and is um, really greedy, etc. Binge eating is a coping strategy. Be kind to yourself. So number nine. So what happens if you try and do all these steps but you end up binging anyway, okay? Now, it's okay, binges will still happen. It's a really normal part of the change process that we have relapses, blips, lapses, whatever you want to call them, okay? But just view a relapse as a learning experience, okay? So if you have fallen back into a binge cycle, what can you learn from this, okay? Did you let yourself get really over hungry? Was your blood sugar really unstable? Have you been mentally depriving yourself? Had you been depriving yourself of your old forbidden foods? Were you being too restrictive in some way? Or how was your level of self-care on that day? Did you have enough rest? Were you looking after yourself? How were you dealing with things emotionally? You know, were you spending a lot of time in a very sort of stressed out state? Were you striving too much just with no kind of rest or downtime? So just really learn from it because of Every time we have a relapse, it's a fantastic opportunity to really dial in on your triggers, to get to know yourself better, to understand yourself. And, um, you know, every little relapse can be fuel to the recovery process of just understanding, getting insight, knowing where your pitfalls are. Okay, and we all have our different pitfalls. I know for me, when I sort of think back to my binge eating days, Often for me, it was not eating enough during the day. Classic one for me, I would often like get to like four or five in the afternoon, be way too over hungry, come back, cook dinner, as I already described at the start of the podcast really, then thinking about food, what else could I eat? Oh, you know, before I knew it, I'd demolished chocolate, crisps, all the things that I would been avoiding all day and yeah, I would be in the cycle. Another thing for me was very much like not listening to my body, trying to push through with work when I was already fatigued, exhausted. What I needed to do was have a break, but instead, no, I sort of sat myself down, pushed myself through, then I was really unproductive, then I was really angry with myself, and then I would use kind of binging as a way to escape, get oblivion, also to be quite self-destructive and self-punishing. So those were a couple of the things for me, and I think for me, like slowing down, doing more regular eating, tuning much more into my emotions, really upping my self-care 200% at least was so necessary, such a necessary part of the whole process. So relapse of learning experience, okay, be kind to yourself. Every time you relapse, you get a chance to learn. Every time you relapse as well in the recovery process, 
you get a chance to recover quicker. You know, I think at the beginning when we relapse, we can often relapse for days and days and spiral downwards in such an unhelpful cycle. And actually, as you move more towards recovery, your relapses can be shorter, you can recover much faster. And sometimes you might even just have a relapse, which is just the thought of binge eating rather than actually doing it. Okay, so I hope this episode has given you some food for thought on how to manage your urge to binge, urges to binge. <laughs> okay, if you're not following me already on Instagram, do seek me out at the eating disorder therapist underscore. For further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. And if you enjoy this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.